Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Blues, it happens every night. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. I have not. The summer heat never treats me kind, it leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my nose. Sing it right here, sing it right here. This highway does not know my name, and I don't care. Don't care. Heading my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Just, just a what? A line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just, just enough gas to get there. Low budget. Live, not so live from the low budget live bar and bunker. And if you see, if you notice off to the side, I don't know how well you can see it right now from that camera, but off to the side, we have a tripod set up with my phone on it. And we're going to try a little Skype tonight. Low budget live for uh, April 13th, Monday. This is the day after Easter. I'm actually recording this on the night of Easter. It's storming. I'm sure y'all can hear that rain. Hear that rain on that tin roof. Sounds so good, really, honestly. I hear it. I hear it in my headphones. Got it right there in the headphones. Low Budget Live from the Low Budget Live Bar and Bunker with the tin roof. And I uh, hope all of you had a wonderful Easter Sunday with your family that you can get to, hopefully. I hope you all have had a wonderful week, and I hope you are all staying safe and, uh, and sane. I think uh, saying sane is... is uh, is very important right now because, man, I'm borderline. I'm borderline. I'm about to. I'm about to lose it. I'm about to lose it. This is. Uh, this is craziness, y'all. And I know y'all are going through it, man. And, and some of y'all are probably going through a lot harder times than I am, uh, for sure. There's so much uncertainty right now, and I hope that I uh, hope up all of you are staying employed. I know with the numbers of people that are unfortunately losing their jobs because of this craziness that there's a very good chance that some of you low lifers out there uh are unemployed right now man i my heart goes out to you because uh oh, it's crazy every time you turn on the news it's like uh like i've said a, a few times it's like that old john prine song you know blow up your tv uh blow up your tv we uh 
I got to start by saying we lost a uh, we lost a good one this week, man. And y'all know if you keep up with me at all, how much I love Mr. John Prine's music, and uh, we lost him to this COVID nineteen, and it's uh, it's weird. And 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 y'all comment below, uh, shoot me a message if you're listening to this going down the road on uh, iTunes or Spotify, but. Uh, comment below if you're watching on YouTube. But if is it not strange when when a when a celebrity or a musician or an actor passes away and it feels like family? I've only had a couple of these in my life. It's very strange when it happens, and you know I never met John Prine. I, I felt like I knew him though, but I I was so sincerely uh, upset when the news came across and, and, uh, man, people texting me, friends of mine that, you know, fellow, fellow, you know, music playing buddies and, uh, Shannon Wheeler from dude, let's fish. Make sure you subscribe to dude, let's fish. But, uh, my buddy Shannon texts me saying, man, Prine died. And I'm like, I just seen it. And, but the outpouring from the other people in the music community, his peers and, and, people he has inspired it's it's amazing it's an amazing thing to see and it's like i said when my mom passed away it's all about that legacy you leave behind and it's all about what people think on that final day man it's about that moment that that's your story you told that story your entire life this man beat cancer twice he beat it twice and then unfortunately lost his life to this disease this covid-19 this this just craziness that is affecting so 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 many people right now in the United States and and uh and it whether it's actually physically uh attacking them and and you know it's killing thousands of people but making several more sick but but the economical effects just crazy to wrap your head around but yeah losing prime was like uh you know I, I rang in this New Year's Eve, Marissa and I, triple threat, watching him at the Opry House. I, he counted down to 2020, John Prine. It was the first time that I'd ever got to see a John Prine show. I'd seen him many times doing guest spots with other people in Nashville. He's just always just like a Nashville fixture, and he popped up so many times. But it was the first full John Prine show that I ever got to see in my entire life. And, and I go to a lot of concerts, and I just never got to see Mr. Prine, and and uh, we came up with some tickets, didn't have the kids on New Year's Eve, and we drove up to Nashville and rang in 2020 with John Prine. It was one of the last shows he ever played. And uh, so crazy. It was, he, he, was, he, he just put so much joy out there, and he's one of those songwriters that can make you cry and make you laugh in the same song. And if you don't know John Prine, please, please go listen to his music and make sure that it lives on forever. But so uh, crazy to see the outpouring from so many people. Uh, on social media and and some of my favorite artists that are doing uh, you know tributes to him so cool so cool so rest in peace Mr. Prine thank you for all the great songs and and uh, man I, I the coolest thing for me is a dad because uh, I think that's one of your jobs as a parent is you get to pass on whatever it is you do right whether that's fit like I pat my my, my kids like fishing. And I feel like I got a big hand in that. They like the outdoors, you know. I feel like I've got a big hand in that. But they love music, and they love all kinds of music, man. They introduced me to music, and that that's so beautiful. That's so so awesome. 
But my my 12-year-old Hudson loves John Prine. He loves him. And because John's got some silly songs, he's got some serious songs, but Hudson has a few John Prine songs. And when the news first came across that he was sick, when he'd gone into intensive care, I, Hudson was with me. And I'm like, oh, man. And we, we were going to the pond fishing. And we listened to John Prine's Fish and Whistle. Fish and Whistle. And, uh, and we're going to the pond, and Hudson was smiling. He'd never heard that one. He was smiling in the passenger seat, going up to my dad's pond to fish. And uh, it was so cool watching him love that song. And, and he, was, he was asking me about John every day. Dad, what, what's, what's the update with John Prine? Dad, what are you hearing about John Prine? It was so cool. And Hudson was, uh, was not here that night that, that John passed away. And I texted him. I said, hey, buddy, Mr. Prine has passed away. And, uh, and he sent back, no, and all these caps with a sad face emoji. And, uh, man, that got me. That got me. That was too cool because that's what, you know, that's what we're here for, Right. That's what we're here for, and uh, to pass on traditions and to pass on things. And man, that that was a proud dad moment for me to see that he was sincerely upset about this guy that was a huge impact in my life musically passing away. So very, very uh, kind of bittersweet moment, of course. But so it's kind of been a crazy week just because of that. You know, all these weeks are crazy, but. Uh, we got a rainy old stormy Easter. I hope y'all are staying safe, man. I'm seeing these tornadoes, especially if you're in the southeast. We're it's nadir season, as people say. But man, we're uh, we've been okay today. But I know a little further south down in Mississippi, they've had some bad storms. So I hope uh, none of you have been infected by by this craziness of this Easter weather. The weather's been, you know, we've had some beautiful days, 70 and 80 degrees. We had a massive cold front this week, though, and lows in the 30s. Just been all over the map. But uh, tornadoes. Or unnerving. I don't. I don't like tornadoes. But rainy old Easter, and that didn't help any with the uh, not to be a bummer today. But uh, you know, it's first Easter without mom. So with all this going on, this quarantine, my dad's being really cautious, and I've got to see my dad. I'm actually going to post a video of that this week. My dad and I, we we went fishing about three weeks ago, probably before this really got crazy, and we got to spend a day, a beautiful day on the water together. Um, some nice weather, but. We've just seen him through the vehicle window. He doesn't. He's taking this serious because he's definitely at risk uh, because of some health he has and uh, health issues, and and so he's trying to be really precautious. And so he's at home alone on Easter, and we've been here, and it's just you know it's just been a kind of a weird day, man. Um, so I'm glad to get to talk to y'all. Uh, glad to get to talk to our guest tonight. We're going to Skype and uh, and see how that goes. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's been a weird day, but the kids have been uh, all smiles, and um, it's it's been pretty cool. My dad did something very special. Y'all know my mom, uh, if you've kept up with Low Budget Live for very long at all, you know she was uh, obsessed with butterflies. Mr. Brandon Polnick sent this. You know, I, I talked about that before, and that stays right here on the Low Budget Live bar. But um, my dad sent the kids a video tonight, each of the kids. And he had taken, my mom had a butterfly garden and a butterfly house where they raised butterflies. Very cool. And it was something she got into in the last couple of years of her life. And, and uh, I've talked about that on here some, but, uh, but she, uh, she was very in love with butterflies and my dad helped her and, and uh, she was passionate about that. But my dad made these little butterfly ornaments, I guess you would call them. 
but he made these videos, sent them to the kids, and he ended up bringing them out and dropping them off. But he made them out of flowers, had them, had them made. This place takes them and puts them in glass. Had them made out of flowers in their butterfly house. And, you know, we all got a good cry out of that. But uh, so shout out to Big. Shout out to Marty D for that. Pretty special. Pretty dang special. But he's, you know, it's been a rough day because he's been sitting sitting at the house by himself. And he's like, no, get away. Face masked up, you know. Whew, crazy times, y'all. Crazy times. Uh, you know, something, a positive in this that I heard, and, and Low Budget Live, Not So Live and Low Budget Live, always brought to you by the fine folks at StarTron and StarBright. But I was talking to Danny from StarTron and StarBright this week, and Gregor and those guys, and uh, they told me something very interesting. So they have uh, StarBright, the cleaning side of their business, cleaning product side, they have a, a product, uh, it's called Permicide, and it's a disinfectant. And, dude, they have had such an overwhelming request because it's like, a, you know, it it's, fits that vein of a cleaning product like a Lysol that you can't find. But, man, this stuff is awesome, okay? They had to invest in another machine just because they're pumping so much of this stuff out down in Montgomery, Alabama. Crazy, but a very cool story to hear how they're helping. Starbright is helping in this in this war against COVID-19. Very, very cool, uh, the folks at Starbright and StarTron. So not only do they bring you the most low-budget of all low-budget podcasts ever, and they are big supporters of 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 Luke Duncan, and uh, I am just forever grateful for that. They're great people that I love uh, working with and hanging out with and uh, and bringing you this podcast presented by StarTron. But they're, 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 you know, they're helping right now. That's, that's so cool to me. People, you know, companies will be defined. They'll be defined over how they handle this. I've said that before. They'll be defined how they handle their employees, what they do to take care of their employees in this, this unprecedented time. There'll be companies that their brand identities completely change because of them negatively affecting employees in one way or the other. And there's going to be a lot of tough decisions that have to be made, but, but, but that is very that is something I am very proud to represent a company like Starbright and Startron that's out there, uh, you know, pushing the boundaries and, and uh, developing these formulas and things uh, to help us, to help us. And, of course, StarTron fighting that uh, ethanol. And a lot of your vehicles are sitting around right now, okay? They're sitting around. They're sitting on their butts. You ain't cranking that, you ain't cranking that tractor as much. You ain't cranking that weed eater, maybe. Maybe you got them old COVID-19 blues. You better put some StarTron in it so that gum ethanol don't screw up, your, screw up your weed eater. And you have to tell your wife, you can't even weed eat. Dang, can't even weed eat. What's next, Corona? Take my weed eating from me? Listen to that rain on that tin roof, boy. Woo! I could go to sleep right now. So thanks, thanks to y'all. Thanks to the folks from StarTron. But shake your StarTron up. I like it. I like it. But that was a, that was a cool story that I got to hear. A not-so-cool story in the fishing world. Switching gears on you. Um... Mark Zona reached out last night, and Z and I were talking, texting, and there's craziness going on in this country with uh, our waterways, and I know you, you folks in South Carolina know this, I believe Indiana, Ohio, we've had closures at boat ramps, waterways, and, and look, man, there are more people fishing around here than I've ever seen, right? 
But these governments, these state and local governments that are shutting down bodies of water, it's the safest place you could be right now. In my opinion, it's the safest place you could be. And yeah, you got to get gas sometimes. I personally have been going to a local lake that's really close to the house and I haven't got gas that many times. But when I have, I've worn gloves and I don't go in the store. I mean, I, I'm, I'm being super cautious and I hope everybody else is too that's doing this. But, you know, I, I've taken my brother uh, in the past few weeks. I've taken my dad, but everybody else is, is quarantined with me in the house or I go by myself. But Michigan, the most boneheaded thing I've heard in a very long time, the governor, Governor Whitmer, I think that's how you say it, said no motorized anything, no boats with motors, okay, keep up, because this is very dumb, because I had to do a double take when Zona was telling me, no boats with motors are allowed to be on the lakes, but you can take a kayak, electric only, whatever, what the heck does that do, right, but Zona and KVD, Mr. Van Dam, uh, they've gone to the top. They've got Johnny Morris from Bass Pro Shops involved in with this, and they want everybody. So you guys are going to hear this on Monday morning. They want everybody to call the governor's office and tell them this is bull crap. This is bull crap. This is bull crap. And that phone number is. And Zona asked me to share this, and I'm going to share this, and because this doesn't need to be a precedent. To be set across the country. We're already struggling in this country to keep our sanity, keep our health right now, keep our jobs, keep our family's sanity in check. And the fact that people think this is a good idea, don't take that away. Don't take that away. If people need a break from this craziness a little bit, you know, let them fish. So the phone number for the governor's office in Michigan, I don't care if you say, if you listen to this right now, you're like, Luke, I live in Idaho. I don't care. You should care because this could happen anywhere. California's done this as far as like, you know, closing lakes. But this one's just weird and crazy. If you've got an outboard motor, you can't go fish. Get out of here. Get out of here. So call Governor Whitmer's office Monday morning. The area code is 517. The number is 373 3400. 517 373 3400. Call them and say, dude, do you live in your mom's basement? This is the most mom's basement decision ever. But we need to do it in South Carolina. We need people to hear us, man. Fishermen are out there, they're spending money, they're buying tackle. The fishing industry, even though it has slowed dramatically, because I'm in the boating industry through TH Marine, and it's 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 a ghost town for the most part. A lot of these boat factories have had to shut down because of, of what's going on. But some fishing companies are doing are doing well right now, and people are buying fishing tackle and and uh and they're going fishing, man, and they're spending time with their kids and don't take that away from us. Don't take that away from us. So 517-373-3400. Let them know you think that's bull crap on behalf of Mark Zona, Kevin Van Dam. But Johnny Morris made a nice video about it, the uh, the Don of Bass Pro Shops himself. And, uh, yeah, just bull crap. we got to text our guest here. Text him up. Hang on.
Getting a text from my kids. Okay. All right, here we go. Dadgummit. All right. So this is different. I tried this one time with, uh, with, with Big C. One time with Big C. And it worked pretty good. And I'm going to try it again right now and see if we can... Uh... See if we can get this going right here. So my guest today... It's ringing. It's ringing. Let's see if he comes on here. He's coming. There he is right there. Ladies and gentlemen, the YouTube sensation himself. He's here. D money. You're here. Hang on a second. I don't think I got your audio. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, I got you now. D money. Can you hear us? Here, everybody. Ooh, everybody. that's loud. Hang on, let me back. Let me back you out my headphones, boy. What's up, D Money? This is Darian is fishing right here, ladies and gentlemen. Joining us on Skype at the Low Budget Live Bar and Grill. Only, only I can see you right now because we're not live. Uh, yeah, that's awkward. You, 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 is it awkward, dude? I was on a Zoom call for TH the other day. I think I told you this with one of our marketing groups, good guys, one of our sales rep groups. And we had to do this pre-call call like this. And it's just awkward looking at other grown men and doing <laughs> just talking. Like yeah, I do this with my awkward. kids when I'm on the road. And, but it's just like, hey. <laughs> hey. So you are, you are uh, quarantining tonight, quarantining in Hayden, Alabama, dodging tornadoes. Yeah, and it went right below us. but we For real? Yeah, it went, it went really close. It went through Warrior and went like down below Hayden. Down where Johnny but, McCombs lives? Yep. You think Johnny McCombs karate kicked it and stopped it? He did. He probably it threw stopped, it. stopped right at Morris. He probably threw a damn buzz bait at it and just, yeah, you ain't just, coming through here. Lift, no. Pump some iron. For those of y'all that don't know Johnny McCombs, uh, Google him. Yeah, Google him. One of the greatest fishermen of all time, for real. And uh, stopped one the tornado. One of the coolest stories of all time. One of the coolest stories of all time. I need to tell, I need to get Johnny on here sometime oh, to God. tell his story. I need to, I'm going to, hang on. Making a you note. Write that you write, write that, that down and it'll happen. We're going to get Johnny McCombs on the show. Some of y'all that follow FLW, I'm sure, remember the Johnny McCombs story from a couple years ago. But Johnny is, uh, he's one of a kind. He's our buddy. Yeah. He's our buddy. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I feel like I'm recording this. Hang on. Let me make sure. Oh, hang on. Dang it. I screwed it up. Now we're going to have video. Now we're recording the video. Okay. Oh. Now it's a lot better. Now I'm going to have okay. video to add to this. Little glitchy. Hey, it's low budget live. Don't at me. Okay. Now, now we're recording. We only got 11s. I've got the audio, but then, then I'll place the video in, and now everybody knows that you're you're in your mom's basement. Yeah, I'm in my mom's basement. Is that your mom's room? No. <laughs> yeah, I'm on my mom's bed recording. Corey, Corey will love this episode. Yes, Corey. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna comment on this. That's why there's a mask in here, actually. Uh, <laughs> you just derailed me. So, so yeah. for those of y'all that know Big C, he loves Darian's mom. So we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only female that we've ever known him to love, too, which is weird. Yep. Yeah. Mostly it's males. Mostly, mostly it's just 
Definitely males. Definitely yeah. males. So you were saying a tornado narrowly missed yeah. you guys, and Johnny McCombs karate chopped it. Johnny stopped it. It, it, it uh, you know, Wesley's booby trap. <laughs> yes. It, me- it messed up that area of the country. For real? It, like, like it was on yeah, the ground? Like, yeah, it messed up a couple buildings. It wasn't bad. I don't think anybody. I don't think it. Did the booby trap survive? Is all I need to know. Booby trap survived. Okay. Well, Brad Knight's got the best booby trap story of all time. I need to get him to tell it on Low Budget Live sometime. I think you've heard that. Yeah. The booby trap is a gentleman's establishment where they give you pieces of wood to bang on the stage to tell the ladies that they're doing a good job. From what I've heard, I've never been there. Yeah. I've never, I, I've never, I don't frequent the booby trap, but I know where it's at. Wesley's, who, what's Wesley's last name? <laughs> I always have thought it's Wesley Strange's booby trap. <laughs> no, it's no, red, red ain't allowing that. We know it's that. Not. All right, so. You are killing it on YouTube. I'm trying. You're killing it in the friendship game because you're one of my best friends. But you're killing yeah. it on YouTube. You did a live last night, and there were several people on there. You you were drinking. I was, was in the comments. Crazy. It was it was really it fun. Was fun. It, it was, was fun. So fun. Yeah, it was it was my first it was my first ever live, and um, it was a lot of fun. I got really drunk towards the end. <laughs> the first the first three quarters of it went flawless. The last quarter was just. It was pretty much a train wreck, but we had a lot of people on. It was a lot of fun, and uh, yeah. I think I'm amazed just because you and I know each other really well. Dude, people, sincerely, they ask a lot of questions. They want to know more about you, and I and I get it. When I do lives, like, you, you're like me. We appreciate that. Yeah, like, that's really it. cool, man, because we take it for granted that people give two craps about what we're doing, honestly. Yeah, and, and I, I just think it's cool, like, um, I mean, we both have small followings or channels and to be able to still connect with everybody's cool. Like I know you kind of, I, I don't say you grow out of that, but it gets to be a point where it's so big that you can't respond to every single comment. Oh yeah. I watch, when there's 50,000 people watching or 5,000, 10,000 people watching, you just can't keep up with all of it. So it's cool to be able to interact with every single person still, which is yeah. cool. When I got on Lunkers, he, he, Rob went live the other night and I watched it for a little oh, bit. And the comments are going like a like a machine yeah, gun, and it's it's awesome that that many people are on there. But at the same time, it's really it's really hard to keep up with. And you know how my EDD works; I can't do it when there's forty people in there, let alone four thousand. Yeah, who's that? Yeah, who's that in the background? That's Hannah in the background. That's Hannah. No, she's she's asking where Coco's food is. Guys, just hang on one second. We're gonna we're, this is low budget. We got we got to find Coco's food. Coco's Darian's dog. If y'all follow Darian, Darian is fishing on YouTube. You definitely know who Coco is. Coco is uh, always in the boat these days. And Coco took a uh, a six cents lipless to the face <laughs> earlier this year. That happened. Darian got in severe trouble over that as well. Yeah, the the lip yeah, was to the quake bad. quake to the face. If, you, if you're not following Darian on Instagram, you missed that whole thing. It was uh, it was it was, a it was a disaster. Are y'all spending the night down there tonight to stay safe? Because I think uh, there's some more gonna, storms. We're just gonna risk it. Just just gonna send it back on to Gunnersville. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, there's a, I don't, actually I don't want to make a I don't want to make a bad weather joke because there's there's people who would be sensitive to that, and I know weather is serious, but. We're probably just going to sleep this one out, hope that 
we wake yeah, up. Yeah, night tornadoes are the scariest too. Night for me. Oh, they're terrifying. That's when, you know, that's obviously when the, the injuries or death tolls go up just because you can't get out. I saw one today in like Laurel, Mississippi, where me and you, we broke down. Did you see that? Yeah. Dude, on Twitter, yeah. on the radar, I mean, they were calling it an F5 on radar. And you could watch the thing. And Jim Cantori from the Weather Channel, I'm a weather geek sometimes. It's like all fishermen. We like to think we're meteorologists. But, dude, it was like this big on the radar. And he and he was saying like it was one of the most catastrophic things he'd ever seen on radar. And I'm like, if you're in that town and you read that tweet, that ain't good. <laughs> like, what are you going what are you going to do? You know, yeah. you're going to get the heck out of there. But, uh, yeah, it's like a, I, I, I've been Googling, trying to see, but it was, it was headed to Laurel, and, they, and it had been on the ground for a long time. And I was like, you know, I hope it don't go to that body shop rent-a-car place that we went to down there that time. Yeah. Stands or whatever it was called. I don't even remember. That dude sold us that ratchet Suburban for $800 a day or whatever it was. Uh, all right, so I got a couple questions that I, or, or discussions, topics I want to talk about with you on here. So and I even got notes. Like, you know, um, yeah. Do you think, so what's the over under on, on tournaments coming back? When, when do we, when do you think I ask everybody this now because it's all just a crapshoot, but yeah, I'm not going to say what I think because I don't, I'm not in the loop with the, like the pros as much as you are, but I do have something I think would be really cool is I think it'd be the coolest thing ever. If they go ahead and cancel all of them till like, say there's going to be no, spring summer season just go ahead and end that but make it a fall season and stack the tournaments fall into winter and then roll straight into 2021 uh it, i think it would mess guys up with their boats i know that's a weird situation yeah there. that's a big deal it would put the it would put things close together i don't I, it might not be able to work but it would be cool to have a fall slash oh dude winter. you know me <laughs> you know see I, cool. I wish i was fishing the tour if they fish in the fall yeah. that's my deal but when i was a kid when i was a young man uh, yeah. You know, the Bassmaster Top 100s, dude, they started in like August or September and yeah. they, and ended the next year. Dude, your angler of the year was like, he had to catch them in the fall, in the winter, in the early pre-spawn. Cool. I mean, and then it was awesome. And yeah, was cool. it, I mean, I would love that from a fan standpoint. Holy crap. Watching that would be insane. But so there's a rumor out there and Cody Meyer talked about it a little bit on here last week. But in particular with Major League Fishing, they have TV dates. They have to hit. So if you're going to be on Discovery Channel in blah, blah, blah quarter, you've got to have your crap in by May or whatever. So uh, if they miss those dates, they may not have tournaments because they've got a television show. And I'm hearing that more and more this week, that they if this prolongs too far... They may not have any. They may not. They may have some tournaments, but definitely not make up make them all up. Um, I'm hearing some other stuff too that I won't talk about just because it's kind of rumor. But if it happens, it's going to be a lot to talk about. Um, have, you heard the, have you heard the rumor about uh, dicks buying Bass Pro Shops? No, I, that's what I said too. I, yeah, I wouldn't. I, I don't know. Huh? But I wanted I to know. be the first person to bring it up on Low Budget Live that way. I would something. more believe that the Googans were going to buy dicks. <laughs> <laughs> like if you said, hey, man, Perrick and Rob bought dicks, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> Seems legit. I mean, dude, they hit 500,000 followers on their Instagram this week. I saw uh, Rob post. And I don't know if you saw this, Deion Sanders. Neon, yeah, did yeah. you see that? Yeah, that was cool. That was, that was cool. 
Um, very cool. No, I would I would come near believing that and not Dick's buying. Now they might buy might be buying like some of the store locate because I know they're closing some stores and some things are going down. They're closing some of those Cabela stores. So they could be buying locations. I, I who knows? Yeah. But that would take some pocket change, I would think, to to yeah. buy Bass Pro. And I, I listen, I don't know Dick. I, I, I don't I don't know him. I don't know what he's shooting with. You know, yeah. he may he may have a bigger four hundred one k than than Johnny yeah. Moore's. I don't know. I don't I don't know. So you're saying you don't uh, you don't know when tournaments are coming know, back. You don't have any inside info. I have no inside info, but I do think it'd be really cool. I vote for the fall slash early winter. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. But but I do think logistically we're running into a nightmare. The longer this prolongs, and you got. Bassmaster Elites, you got Toyota Series, you got FLW Tackle Warehouse yeah. Pro Circuit, you got BFLs, you got all well, every single the, trail across the country. All yeah, all of them. ABTs, yeah. whatever. But you've got all these are gonna have to be rescheduled. Dude, it's gonna be a it's a cluster anyways, trying to get them all in in the year, and they yeah, do a pretty yeah. they do a pretty good job. Yeah. But man, it's gonna be it's gonna be a mess. Well, it's, like the, like just even regionally, like the Alabama Bass Trail. So the ABT puts her schedule out first. Like she does her schedule so early, and then the BFL kind of works around that. And they work with her a lot, and and they kind of work together with the the, the Fishers of Men. Doesn't go on top. Well, now if they're forcing it into the end of the year, everyone's going to be on top of everybody. It just is what it is at that point, right? I mean, that's that's the thing for the the Alabama Bass Trail. I mean, obviously, who knows what's going to happen? But like we and and. It's every tournament trail, but like we pay all of our money for the whole season in the very beginning. You can't pay for each individual tournament, and it's a obviously it's a lower amount of money. But you know the guys who you, you forked out twelve hundred dollars in the beginning of the year. That's a weird thing if you don't get to fish for it, and it sucks. Like what what sucks about it, and it's selfish to say this, but everyone thinks it is like obviously we're thankful that we're in good health. But I signed up to, like, for me personally, I signed up for the Alabama Bass Trail because the schedule that I was looking at was a bomb schedule. No doubt. And there were a couple tournaments back-to-back that were really good in prime season. And now we're they're moving it back to, like, uh, for one of the tournaments was April 9th at Neely Henry, which is, like, Juice. the best day of yeah, the year. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that got turned to, like, July the 25th. And you're like, Ugh. And, and you might not get a bite. <laughs> That's right. Like, That's right. I, I honestly would not have signed up. And now I probably would have, but – it's I like, see what you're saying. Different. We we it's all see a man. schedule on a piece of paper, and you go, "Ooh, they're going to buy the square yeah. bill there. Ooh, they're going to buy yeah. the oh." And even though that may not happen, right? Because we've it all never been, does it happen. never does work out that way. But for your mental state, you're like, yeah. "I know what I'm going to catch them on when we go to no, Neely." Well, we yeah, gonna, we gonna we get we gonna catch them. You know that kind of deal. But so you saying that about the money leads me to my next question: yeah. How will this affect proficient? This is a two-parter. How will it affect the pros and how will it affect the organizations? I think I know what you'll say because it's probably about what I'll say, but how will this overall, if it keeps going to the middle of the year, how will this affect pros and the tournaments? Um, I haven't honestly – I think when I think when you're doing this show, you think a little bit bigger picture than I think. <laughs> uh, but I think just my gut answer to that is there's a lot of pros um, – I think in every pro sport, obviously the top of the the top of the the roster makes a lot of money. The mm-hmm. bottom of the roster doesn't make a lot of money. Absolutely. And actually, uh, there was a, a NBA player last week. It was uh, I forget who it was, but the, uh, an NBA player says that one third of the NBA lives paycheck to paycheck. Oh, yeah. And so, 
which is crazy because they got huge contracts. But I think that so talking about fishing, um, it's the same. Like these guys who are relying on these checks this year. I'm thinking of some elite series guys who they've only been fishing for two or three years since that weird transition. They put all their money in retirement, all their money in this and that, all to come to the elites. And they have to make checks, and they're probably they're, they are good enough fishermen to make those checks, and they're betting on themselves. Now they can't have that opportunity. They're losing, you know, forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars plus what they got in it, and like there's a bunch of stuff that's going to change. And then, so a company like a lot of these guys have small sponsors who, you know, will say we'll give you fifteen thousand or twenty thousand dollars for the year because they're betting that that guy's going to win, you know, catch fishing tournament, sell them a bunch of product, and then put that company on the map. So now a company forked out twenty grand, whatever it is, to a guy, and then he didn't get to fish. They've already paid him the money, whatever the awkward situation is, and now that company didn't get any sales off of it. So that guy's going to lose that sponsor for next year. So it's just great. I, I'm thinking like on a bigger picture that it's just going to be crazy. That um, I, I agree with you. Here's what's going to happen, and I'll say it right here: there are going to be guys, and this is awful because everybody, but but everybody's affected, and the and the, the regular. Seven to five working guys listen to us right now because oh boo hoo, you know I'm having to draw unemployment because yeah. because listen there are ten million people this is this is crazy, but there will be pros and there will be companies. I said this before you came on. This will define a lot of companies how they handle this, whether it be with their employees, with their marketing budgets, whatever. There will be pros that get cut mid year this year that companies find a way to get out of their contracts because of the economy or because they're using the economy as an excuse or whatever, that will happen. That yep. will happen. There's going to be a lot of, in my opinion, there'll be a lot of people that, that have come out of this hurting in, in our world. Yeah. And the thing that people don't understand is, or I don't think the majority of the fans understand is the lack of money that these pros, some of these pros, uh, majority of the pros actually are making. It's tough, so when man. They get, cut, when they get cut from a couple of sponsors. It's a huge it's a big deal. deal. Um, our industry does, doesn't have enough money flowing around. You're selling a pack of four ninety nine worms. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the guy, what, I'm not going to get into that tangent of sponsorship, but it's just, it's a big deal for these guys and it's going to happen. They're not selling worms. We can't pay Tommy to go fish the tournament trail, whatever. And it's just, it's going to suck there. Those guys, I don't think are going to be able to afford to fish. And if they do, it's literally going to be, getting every single penny they have to fish 2021. And that's just going to be a bad deal. And I, I wonder, you know, if, if we're not able to complete the season, if the elite series, cause they had to cancel chick, you know, then they can't, I mean, and they had the COVID thing. They had to cancel it the second time. I mean, I feel terrible for bass in this situation because yep. it was like, I feel like the classic was six months ago now. I mean, and, yeah. and I've said that on here too, but like poor Hank Cherry, like he's not getting his victory lap because there's nothing. Yep. Can't even leave the house, you know? Yep. So, I wonder if these tournament trails will let them roll over their entry fees in the next year if they want. I mean, there's just and but then you then you don't have that money to pay your mortgage. Yeah, you know what's going to happen. But the tournament trails are going to face the same thing with sponsors. Going to be sponsors looking at them contracts, going, "Well, you guys didn't have this amount of events, and I haven't seen this." And there there will be people that that drop some of these tournament trails. And I've already heard rumor of some big companies that well, are looking at that. You- we said it earlier too, and it's like our sport is such a um, a gentleman's sport per se. Oh yeah, we're for the most part, yeah. Boys, bunch of good old boys, but and so so you hang on to some of these people that you sponsor or that company sponsor. You hang into them just because you've been sponsoring them forever or their buddies. There's going to be some people and some companies use this opportunity as like, man, I hate to tell you this, 
but we can't, we just can't do it anymore. Oh yeah. But, but, but Loki, that person's been on the radar for a couple <laughs> they've years. Been, they've been on the bottom of that list in red for like yeah. the last three years on that Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. You know, And the but same I thing think, goes for employees, too. But I think the most important thing for, like, obviously, so I don't remember who it was that was saying this, but most important thing, obviously, for the viewers, if you're, you know, obviously you have to get by right now. Everyone doesn't know what the money's going to be. We don't know we got to put food on the table before we worry about fish and stuff, but our industry is really small. So if there is an opportunity, you know, maybe it is wait till all this stuff's over, but go buy some tackle up once it's over. Cause it's going to be a huge deal. And I'm not just talking about from mine and Luke's sponsor stuff. Just no. go spend the money. It's whoever it is. If it's a tackle store or, or a tackle warehouse, whoever, whatever it is, just buy some tackle. Cause a little bit of change quickly is going to make a big deal for our industry just because how small the money is. So you can quickly impact our industry just by, I- I think a lot of people are fishing right now, though. I do. And now, whether whether that equates to their buying tackle, I feel like I talked to uh, Shannon Wheeler, John Cruz up there at Missile Baits. Their their orders are coming in pretty good. Casey at Six Cents, they're selling stuff. You know, we see it at TH Marine online through our website. People are buying boat parts. They're fixing up their boats right now. So our industry is is resilient. Now, are people running out and buying $80,000 boats? Eh, probably not. Probably. <laughs> probably not it, well actually i can say definitely not they're not that, that has that has ended yeah. uh for the time being and i don't blame you i don't blame you at all you know for that yeah. but uh no you, that's a good point man is don't don't be so scared that you don't enjoy things and don't be so worried that i mean instead of spending 200 dollars on tackle warehouse drop it to 50 whatever but yeah. still still support you know still support yeah. the industry and still you know, uh, get out there and, and get on the water. All right. Speaking of, I told you earlier, I was going to do this and this is going to be fun. I'm glad that you're here for this. So last week, drum roll, I did the top 10 crankbaits of all time for me. So this is all, this is a Luke list. This isn't a, this isn't like a bassmaster.com. This isn't a, a wired to fish. This is me for me and and stories behind it and i had fun and people in the comments it was it was a good time sure. to get a lot of instagram messages like oh man bandit 200 yeah i caught one it was it was fun for the week yeah. and, and and a lot of people were like hey yeah do another one on this do another so tonight uh and and this one is is near and dear to my heart because you know how much i like soft plastics this one's kind of broad i just did the, my top 10 favorite like plastic shapes of all time or, or baits that I've had the most success on in my life. And then, and then I want your spinoffs of this and, and, uh, and what have you. And I got them ranked here. Okay. okay? All right. So here we go. I'm going to start. And this is a I, – I, Darian and I both just started fishing these this year. And that's the Six Cents Plastics. Um, and, and we like them a lot. We're just getting to know them, though, right? I mean, you know, it's fair yeah. to say. But my first one in the top 10, and only because I use this technique a lot, Darian will tell you this, and I've been sight fishing a lot, and this is something I've been using, and I have caught a lot of them on this thing lately, and that is the six cents, ah, the Ned Fry. And when this thing came out, I was like, eh, when I saw it, I'll be honest, because uh, I'm a big Ned Rig guy. I like to Ned Rig. Y'all know I like my spinning rods. But the Ned Fry, I like to, I like to cut a little bit of it off right there. Right there, Darian. But that is in. I'll, I'll put it in my top ten. I like. I like the tapered tail. Um, they're pretty durable. They hold up pretty good. Dude, I'm gonna interrupt really quickly. Uh, just as a plug for you. what this video is going live on Monday. This will be so, tomorrow. Yeah. 
though tomorrow when y'all are watching this tomorrow i have a video that from luke telling me about catching fish on this bait uh <laughs> bed fishing my video goes live on tuesday okay that so. was not set up at all yeah, but, i promise it wasn't, it wasn't i don't i don't even i don't even subscribe to his channel <laughs> <laughs> so you caught some on a ned fry on your video tomorrow yeah, yeah i've got yeah. some videos coming with it uh and speaking of just real quick just just a little side note we're doing quarantine catch fest hashtag quarantine catch fest send us your biggest bass darian and i are competing in this best five for april yeah. i'm up to 21.12 pounds Four of them came, no, three of the five came on this thing right now. Uh, caught me an old big and on a glide bait. But, Darian, what are your five up to? Just a little sidebar during the top ten. That sucks. Okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Uh, honestly, so I caught, I've caught several. Uh, that you haven't weighed. I, I didn't weigh them, dude. I just, I get caught up in. I know. But they weren't big. I, the, I did catch a four-pounder that I threw back, which I was really mad about. But the biggest one I got is 477. Um, and then I weighed another one that was three pounds even. So I only got two fish right now. All right. So I only had four forever. And because I've been taking the yeah. boys, letting them catch some off the bed. Yeah. And the other day I snatched me a 240. And I yeah. was like, I'm weighing it. I got to have five. <laughs> I called it yesterday, though, with an almost six pounder. And I was like, feels good, man. Dude, I've had so much fun with this so far. Um, I, so. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. Oh, it's it's fun, and unfortunately, you're like me. We film a couple weeks before we post stuff sometimes because we got a lot of content, and I'm going to do my best five. I'm going to put them together in a video to hopefully not this week, but next week, and then okay. but but then we're getting closer to the to the end of April. But make sure you're sending us and tagging us. I hadn't seen any in the last few days. It was hot yeah. and heavy. We've got like a nine pounder <laughs> leading it, which is awesome. An eight. I've seen a seven, some sixes. We've got a big uh, five pound small mass, the biggest one we've seen so far, and a three something spotted bass. So make sure you're sending those in. We're going to give away big prizes. All right, back to the top 10. Sorry, side note. I just had to take a jab at Darian because, I mean, my tournament sure. career was not that great, but I mean, I did catch 21 pounds over like seven trips. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> It's fun though, dude. I, it's like well, every time I get a bite, I'm like, "Oh, I gotta weigh that one. I gotta weigh that one." For, it's so I much know. fun. I swung uh, that big one in the boat yesterday. And my brother's going nuts. He's going, "It's an eight pounder." I'm like, "No, it's not." He's like, "It is, dude. It is." He's like jumping up and down. He's like, "It's an eight. I'm like, "I didn't just boat flip an eight pounder. It's a six pounder. Shut up." And then it weighed like five eighty six, but it called a two forty, and that's important yeah. to the story. Yeah. All right, back to the top ten. So we got Ned Fry number one. And also, this is a shameless plug. If you want to get any six cents plastics, uh, right now they're 25% off. <laughs> that's stupid to me. Yeah. I saw them make that post, but get on their website. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. They got a warehouse full of stuff. So uh, get on there and get you some, man. They just got a uh, fresh shipment in. All right, number nine for me. And we'll see what Darian knows about this. This little joker right here, whether it's on a shaky head, a Texas rig, a Carolina rig, I've done I've done some serious work on this thing, little zoom speed crawl. Oh, dude, that, yeah. that little zoom speed crawl and it probably deserves to be closer to like my Mount Rushmore top five because me and this little guy, dude, I've caught him flipping it in Florida. I mean, dude, you name it, I've caught anything from five pound smallmouth on it to I caught a, a seven even the first day on tour ever for me my rookie year. Uh, with about 10 minutes to go flipping one of these on a quarter ounce weight Okeechobee yeah. bite, I'll never forget. But a little June bug one. But uh, Carolina rig, it's, it's a stupid Carolina rig bait for spots. But yeah. what, what do you think? Number nine, speed crawl. 
I like it, but I, I'm I'm with you. I think that's probably number number four to five, six somewhere. It's up. It's up there. It's up there. It's it's. But but we, we can continue. We can okay. Continue. All right. So number number nine, Zoom Speed Crawl, and uh, and that color right there. That's all green pumpkin purple. I don't know catch. I don't catch. Yeah. I'm surprised one hadn't ate it out of my hand right now. And, yeah. and notice, y'all, if you can see right here, I'm laying these on a piece of paper. I'll tell you a real quick story on, on why you do that. Um, when I was about 11, I decided it was a good idea to lay some Zoom lizards out on my bedroom dresser. And the salt and the oil ate through the top. And uh, my mama whipped me with a belt. And that happened. Yeah. And so, I, yeah. so I'm not doing that to the low-budget bar. All right, number eight. Number eight. And this is another, this is another one that y'all probably laugh at me for. I don't know. Uh, that's this little joker right here. It was just revolutionary when it hit, and there's lots of variations of it now. And there are lots of things that work, but a little TRD finesse from Z-Man, they shook up the game with this little thing, yep. and I've caught, I don't know how many on it. I like the big TRD. I like a lot of the shapes they make, but that one is, uh, I like that that plastic floats. Man, Spotted Bass really, 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 really like that right there in smallmouth. But yeah. uh, so number eight's the little TRD. I like a lot of their stuff, but uh, that that one's a cool one. All right, number seven, you're gonna laugh that it ain't on the top five because I know you. Yeah, I know you. All right, here we go. I'm ready. I'm ready. You ready? Everybody know this one right here. Old oh, monster, awesome. old monster worm, ten and a half incher. And how many bass have you caught on this thing in your life? Dude. From ponds to Gunnersville yeah. to wherever. Infinity. It belongs in the top ten, right? It, yeah, it belongs in the top three, but I'll let you slide. Okay, when you see my top three, you're gonna go. This is harder than you think because I did this last week with yeah, crankbaits, I, and it's like because you're gonna make somebody mad, or you. I mean, because everybody's gonna be like, dude, that should be number one. I mean, arguably, this shape plastic worm from a culprit worm to a zoom utail whatever has caught more bass than anything, right? Especially yeah. in red bug and June bug and whatever. But the old monster for me in my life. We've had some times, whether it's Texas there's rig. Two, there's, 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 uh, there's two bait. There, I would say there's three baits for me. That's in my top. That is in my top three of all baits. All baits, I think, as far as getting me into fishing. A Zoom Old Monster, uh, uh, Lucky Craft, RC. I saw your post. That was a cool post. Yeah, and then a uh, Excalibur. Uh, XR50. Uh, okay, the knocker. Yeah. One knocker. Uh, Anyhow, I think we got to say also honorable mention, and this will be some people's in their top 10, and it, and it could be for me, Berkeley Power Worm. Yeah. I got to throw that I was up. Always a big, I was always more Zoom, though. See, I, dude, I was both. Like, you get me with old Blue Fleck, Blue Fleck Power Worm, too, and I, I liked that at night, night fishing when yeah. I was a kid. That was always – but, all right, moving on. And this is this is the hardest thing. I was in the garage. I was like, this one's really hard. Um Number six, which deserves to be in everybody's top five just because of the originality of it, Sweet Beaver. Sweet Beaver. I mean, this little joker right here has caught more, I mean, flipping fish and and has had so many spinoffs, right? Uh, Honorable mentions in this category for me, you got to go Zoom Z-Hog. Is one I've caught a lot. I don't think you've thrown that one that much, though. You've never thrown the Z Hog much, have you? I throw a Z Hog. Yeah, I throw a Z Hog. Um, I, I just I like the Beaver. So. I, I do too. But when we've been throwing this year, 
And I like it yeah. because it doesn't tear up as much, I don't feel like, as the little uh, six-cents prawn. And I've talked about it on here before, and I've got some videos with it. i got some videos coming where I catch some bedding fish on it. I actually think one in my top five right now on Quarantine Catchfish came on this off the bed. But caught a bunch on it in Florida on that trip down there with Tanner. But uh, it, I like it. It's pretty durable. But you can yeah. see, though, it's just that, sh- it's just that shape, man. They, yep. And whoever dreamed that, I guess Andre Moore, yeah. Dream that shape up. I mean, it has just been, it goes through thick cover really well. But man, fish love that stupid thing. And it kind of darts and spirals when you hop it on a heavier weight, but got to go beaver. All right, top five. You, you go. Drum roll, please. Oh, the top five. This could be number one in my heart and and in my spinning rod loving mind, but Robo Worm, baby. You know it's coming. You knew it was coming. This. this Six inch robo worm. That's a that's a, a little morning dawn right there. I mean, let me tell you something. If you don't own any of these, shame on you, first of all. But you take yep. your number one trocar drop shot hook and about a I don't know three sixteenths ounce drop shot weight, you gonna get bit. By the way, shout out to Aaron Martins on that. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Aaron. We, Cody and Meyer and I talked about that on the podcast last week. The goat, the guru. Yep. But the reason that I like to drop shot is because of Aaron Martins for sure, and reading yep. about him in Bassmaster. But that little stupid, soft, hand-poured worm right there. <laughs> it's just such a catcher, dude. When I was a co-angler in FLW, the year I fished the whole the whole series, they, your boy would just bomb her on out there in the back and just flip a bell. I wouldn't care. I'd, oh, JT Kenny, you're flipping mats. Oh, I'm just going to throw out here. Neek! At some point, you was going to drag it by one that was going to bite it, dude. I made I made a good bit of money that year on that little that little yeah. worm and, and still catch a lot of fish on it. Summertime, you, you've done some videos on that. You throw the little reaction innovations float flirt worm. That's a good that's a good one. That's yeah. a, but you know, you know what they kind of made something similar to? Oh, this, you know? And that's that's just so simple. So simple. All right, number four. Old brush hog. Old brush hog. Old brush hog. And this could be number one too for me. So yeah. um when I get to number one though, y'all are gonna be like, yeah, that's number one. But brush hog, dude, Carolina rig, flipping it. You throw a brush hog, Darren? Do you, do you throw a brush hog? I throw it a little. I don't throw it enough would, as I should. Would it be in your top five? Yeah. Does your pawpaw throw a brush hog? Your pawpaw's going brush hog. Throwing that brush hog. Yes. Yes. It belongs in the top five, right? It's hundred. Because it was the first creature bait. Every yep. other creature bait spun off of this in one way or the other. Uh, Jason Christie said, like that Christie critter, like he was flipping a brush hog a lot. And Yum's like, hey, man, we need to make something like that. Okay. <laughs> and I catches yep. him on that. Yep. But this thing right here, man, especially Grandpa, you die them little, right, them, them uh, little and some cool. chartreuse, you going to get a bite. You going to get a bite. And the baby brush hog, come on now. Six, six cents if you're listening. I would love to purchase some of your plastics at 25% off. We need a creature bait. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. We, we need something, we, we your need boy. A, we need a Luke hog. We need a little old Luke hog. I am a, I am a, all right, the top three, dude. I'm so excited about the next three. I'm excited. You are going to agree with all three of these without a shadow of a doubt. I don't know so where I, you would rank one, these. There's, there's, there's one thing you haven't said yet that I'm wondering if you put in here or if you strategically left it out, and I'm just – it's, huh, it's, that's interesting. It's something, that, it's something that you use on a spinning rod. You specifically use it on a spinning rod. Hmm. 
there's only about one other person I've ever known to talk about this plastic mm. in the fall, in the fall of the year. Oh, <laughs> no, that didn't, make, that didn't make the list. <laughs> Y'all want to get that on the list. You better get up to about 300,000 subs. <laughs> Y'all better be joining. I saw people giving Lunkers donations. Y'all better be donating to the Duncan house. Y'all want to see that. Are you talking about the, uh, yes. The, yes. the winder? Yes. Oh, yeah, no. No, I can make the most epic 100 fish a day videos with that ever. It'll never go on camera. No, no. Number three, number three. But it, but I'll say this to that. We're talking about a secret bait. Yes, they exist. But this one's a secret bait for me. The reason it wouldn't make this top 10 is it is so situational. Yeah. I would say this is stuff that I use. Like, this is stuff that every time my boat launches, these will be in the boat. Pretty much, yeah. you know, no matter where I'm going for the most part. Number three, trick worm. Oh, yeah. Trick worm. And this yeah. one, whether you're wacky rigging it, shaky heading it, Carolina rigging it, throwing old bubble gum, one throwing green. You need two colors. You need bubble gum to throw as a floating worm, and you need green pumpkin. And then you can yeah. throw the, or and if you go to Florida, you need a June bug one or, yeah. or, a, or a black and blue one every now and then. You put that one in. That, that's in the top three, right? Yeah, it's got to be. So, uh, so I thought you were gonna have that as number one. For real? No. Yeah. No. Trick worm goes number three. When you see number one, you're gonna go, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So number three, zoom trick worm. Y'all comment below uh, if you think I'm full of crap. But I think y'all gotta agree with this. Number two could be my number one because I've got so many great memories of this bait, and still make a lot of new memories with it every year. And Darian does too, for sure. Zoom super fluke. Yep. Super fluke. That belongs, dude, that, that belongs on the Mount Rushmore of everything soft plastics. Put yeah. a put a four all in there, a little old trocar. Hey, are you a round bin guy or a or an no, EWG? Yeah. Me too. I'm EWG EWT. for life. Yeah, and on a on a bait caster, not on a spinning rod. And I also um, I don't like the zoom one though. My I mean I don't like to say I don't like it. I've obviously caught a lot of fish on it, but I like I'm a big light baits guy. I you like, do throw that thing, yeah. I love the jerk minnow. It's heavier. It it's more. It has more salt in it. So when you throw it, it kind of sinks a little bit faster. But when you jerk it, it has a lot more side crazy action. Okay. Problem with it though is. It's got a so that zoom one is kind of squared on the head a little bit. The big bite one is kind of circular on the head, and for whatever reason, the big bite one, you know, when you get a bad fluke and it just spins. Oh so yeah, but makes me the mad. The big bite one, the big bite one does that more, which sucks. But I think it, what when it works good, it does have more action because it's heavier. You can throw it a lot further. I think it skips a lot better. Um, and you said that Michael Neal told you the exact opposite of that or something or, yeah or he yeah liked, he liked the zoom one better yeah michael does like a fluke even though I, yeah. I know he throws that big bites one a lot because yeah, he's yeah. with the with them but he does like a yeah. fluke in certain scenarios but i am a you're converting me on the bait cast deal on the floating worm and the bait I, i've been doing that some this this spring i've been i've been playing with because i'm a spinning rod guy on that stuff yeah for me dude i don't know why it's such an awkward hook set though on that and i don't know why i think because i'm used to just kind of on a bait ca- on a bait caster with a float yeah. worm and they come up and get it like i'm having a little trouble with it i can't throw a floating worm on a bait caster i've I been can. playing with it the last couple of weeks i've been messing around with it 
touchy. It, it is. It is. I, I'm not. I don't know. I'm not dialed on it yet. I like float worm on on a spinning rod. And and y'all can comment below if you got, and you can tell me this. And I think you have to be able to skip that floating worm. I think I can skip it on the, yeah, on the bait caster. I've been throwing it. I can skip it. Yeah. I I can skip skip it on like 15 fluoro, which I like, but dude, something about the hooks when they come up and get it, they're not missing a bunch. I don't, I don't know. Scott Suggs tried to get me on that years ago. He's like, you got to throw it on bait caster. Got to throw it on bait caster. And, Brad Knight's like me. He's all spinning rod. You're spinning rod. Randy Howell, who taught me a lot about floating worms when I was a kid, like he's a spinning rod guy. But I'll tell you why I'm trying to get away from spinning rods because that's driving me crazy. And y'all tell me if you got a tip, drop it below because I'm you're never too old to learn. I'm getting more freaking wind knots with my braid and a floating worm than ever before. And, and it don't matter if I use a swivel. It don't, dude, it's driving me crazy. And I don't know if it's the braid. I mean, I've changed braid brands. I've tried, but there's something about when you twitch that thing, and it's the same with the fluke on a spinning rod. But when you twitch that thing, that line does not lay down on that spool good. And when you go to bomb your next cast, psh, your line goes. Dude, when we were at Smith, I was throwing my, I'm retiring constantly, driving me crazy. That's when I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try it on a bake. And I've been playing with it because. That is a very time-consuming thing when you get a wind knot all the time. So if y'all yeah. got a tip for that, if y'all don't, it happens though. It happens. Yeah, it's just that braid thing. So number two, fluke. Number one soft plastic oh, of all shirt. time. I'm, I'm all time for about. me. Might not be for y'all, but I'm going to bet a bunch of y'all are going to agree with me. It's the dumbest shaped thing ever. Should never been a success. I'm going to tell you a story about this thing. But number one, the freaking Cinco, man. The Cinco. Five-inch yep. Cinco. You I can't. Agree 100%. Dude, I agree 100%. I've caught more bass. It has to be the Yamamoto. It has to be, has the Yamamoto. To be Yamamoto. Shout out to Yum Dinger. Shout out to the Six Cents Clout. I caught an eight whatever off the bed on it this year. I've caught a blue million on it this year. But, dude, this thing, it's the way it's weighted. It's got the salt. It tears up when you catch one, and you got to get another one out of the eight ninety nine bag. <laughs> it tears up when you throw it. It tears up when you throw it. Yeah, but these their colors are so good. Now I have caught a lot on a Yum Dinger. They have like five hundred colors. Five. I mean, it's crazy. I think. I think Gary. I don't know Gary personally. And I fished with him one time at uh, Smith as a co owner. I drew him out. Him and his little dogs. That's a story for another. I'll tell that on here sometime. Uh, it'll probably cost me ever getting a Gary Yamamoto sponsorship, but hashtag it was worth it. Um, but I just feel like he just gets to drinking. He's like, you know, what we need watermelon chartreuse laminate purple. And they're like, great idea with a red with a red, pink <laughs> with, a red with a red head. Well, Gary, that's where the hook goes. I don't care. Make don't it. Care. I mean, other companies cut these colors out. He's like, we need. Do we have a fluorescent blue? Why don't we have that yet? Why? I don't know. Some st- we need <laughs> some 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 bitch in South. California will buy it. <laughs> oh, we, yeah, we, we throw that down here on Wakahachi Lake yeah. outside of L.A. I mean. All right, pick pick one color of it all time if you had to pick one color for ever. One color for me ever, ever. Okay, golly, this is juice um, for me. They make a green pumpkin candy with a laminate chartreuse tail that I don't care where you're at. And, what, and it's fire chartreuse, like bright. It ain't like you dyed it. That I swear on my life, whether it's water's kind of dingy to crystal clear, that is my like 
Just the one. Okay. Yeah, man. And I, I don't know the number. You know, Yamamoto Color's yeah. got the number. No, I don't know the number. I just know, you know. But, dude, for me on Tennessee River, forever, just gold. Joe's. Yeah, gold. Yeah. What's, your, what's well, yours? I'm a green pumpkin red guy on that one. Green pumpkin red. It. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why. I just like it. I've always I like green pumpkin one. red. You die at chartreuse? A little chartreuse so, on I, the tip? I have, a, I have several times. Let, let me tell you. So I've told you this. My Cinco story, I was 15. My dad took me to Mexico. I think I told you this. Yeah. And Lake Baccarat years ago, whatever. And we're going down through there, and we're throwing flukes around bushes. I am, dude. I'm 16, 15, 16, 15. And I'm a fluke master, man. <laughs> no, yeah. Shout out to the fluke master. I was the yeah. original fluke master. He doesn't know that, yeah. but I am. I should have had yeah. that YouTube channel. It should have been me. Yeah. But, because, dude, I'm throwing it in ponds at the creek. I'm throwing it at the lake. It don't matter. I'm throwing a fluke. When we go fishing, it's warm. I'm throwing a fluke. So I'm throwing around these bushes in Mexico, and I'm not catching crap. It's the first day we're down there. And we got our guide, you know, and he's trolling us around. And, dude, I threw it out. It's a, hey, bro. So I got a backlash. And I'm throwing my fluke on 20 in a bait caster down there because you ain't throwing a spinner on Mexico. So it's falling next to a bush while I'm picking my stuff out. And... I reel up, my fluke's eight feet from where it was. I said to it, and I catch like a six-pounder. And he goes, Cinco. And, I, and, dude, this was way before anything, anything, dude. And I'm like, Cinco? So, 15, that would have been like 99. And I yeah. said, uh, and he gets out a pack. Dude, he's like a crack dealer. He gets out a pack of Gary. I says, Gary Yamamoto. I'm like, what's that? I mean, me and my dad are laughing like, Stupid. He's never been to America. He doesn't know fish and tackle. So yeah. He gives us a six-inch sink up, and he goes, he, he, he's like, here, here. He's wanting me to give him my fluke. So he takes my fluke off, puts the Cinco on, and I'm like, this dumb-looking turd of a, you know, whatever. And he goes, fish like sluggo, because he thought that was a sluggo that I was throwing. You know, that's the OG, yeah. a sluggo. Yeah, and so yeah. I throw it out there, and I'm twitching it. What the thing? Catching crap. I make about 20 casts with it. Nothing. Same thing happens. I blow up bird's nest, quantum energy reel. Fall next to a bush. Whack. Catch me like a seven-pounder. My dad was throwing one, too, at this point. I said, throw it out let it sink. Dude, every bush. Boom. Oh, my God. Dude, it was like 150 fish. Beggins. Crazy. So that night, we get back to the lodge. They've got these things in a cabinet with a padlock on it for $10 oh a bag. God. And when you get back in, every guy during the day has pulled this crack dealer deal. with every, And everybody's in there like there's like knife fights. It looks like people are looting. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Over Cinco's, dude. Over Cinco's 99. And, dude, and it got to the point. You know how you can feel when a pretty good one's got it, you know? Yeah. It got to the point by the end of the week, dude, we're like cigarette lighter them back together because yeah. they're, they're out. And on the last day, I'll never forget going, nah, that don't feel like it's over five or whatever. I mean, like we wouldn't yeah. jerk on them yeah. unless they're big. My dad caught like a nine on one down there. We never caught anything bigger than that, which that's a huge fish. But we caught a lot of five pounds. I mean, it's crazy. But we that's get back nice. home and we're like, we got the juice. And yeah. we never threw them. Until they got popular. And then we were like, oh, my gosh. I'll never forget yeah. watching a Bassmaster tournament. I think Skeet Reese was catching them on it. And I'm like, oh, my God, we've been sitting on that forever. But that was 99's first experience. And I've never seen anything. I mean, it was truly like when they – you remember when the A-Rig, like that first – Yeah. It was just so magic. 
Yeah, it, it still is magic, though, dude. They still eat it like that. So, Cinco, number one, comment below if you think Darian is right with Green Pumpkin Red. Yeah. That old Green Pumpkin so, Chartreuse is, is so killer. I, I got a 20% phone battery warning about two I, I heard it. I, did I, I heard the little song. I just got, I just got the 10%. All right. So I, I, I kept you a lot longer than I thought I was going to, but this is fun. So, so guys, I'm not at my house right now. Obviously, I'm in the ferry room with my name at Pop Walls. You are at Pop. We should have got Pop on. Forget yeah, you. Yeah, we should have got Pop on this. Pop so, would have uh, been better. I don't have my tackle in front of me, and so I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can do ten off the top of my head just because I can't see them like you can see them. So I'm gonna do my top five. Um, I think that in my lifetime. So you kind of did like influential. You have to have one. Yeah, to, for me, you know, because everybody's list will be different. Yeah, I, I, I think. think. I think there's different kinds of top tens. Like, you know, my top ten is gonna get bites every single time, or my top ten that means memories. Like, yeah, that I caught that, up. that's kind of so, this list, but just utility. Like, I'm going to have these in the boat, even yeah. if it's like a security blanket. Yeah. So. One bait that I'm going to say before I even say my top five is a Zoom Magnum Finesse Worm. You do so like the, that one. I never got on that one. Dude, I just love it. Gerald showed it to me a long time ago. It's a catcher. Summertime. It's a dang catcher, dude. I've never I've, – anytime I've ever not been able to get a bite, I pick up that worm. I can promise you I'm going to get a bite on it. It's, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Strider like throws a it a lot, too. It's a four-ounce weight. It's Gerald, Gerald showed it to me, and I literally have been hooked on it ever since. That's definitely in my top – I would say if it was a fish catching category, it definitely has to be my top five, possibly three. But uh, let's just get off into this list. Um, I'm going to say that because of how many fish I've caught on it and how much I just love it, I am going to go with the big bite baits, jerk minnow. Yeah. And, and I'll say the fruit, but I, I'm going to say the jerk minnow. I order them every year, a 200-count bag. I call big bite. They send two huge Ziploc bags. Shout out to the Foshies. Yeah, the Shout Foshies. Um, so a fluke style bait is definitely in there. Pearl. I pretty much only throw pearl. I'm a, I'm just a pearl guy. Yeah. There's, there's not um, many other colors. No, nah, there's not one. There's not any other colors. Um, another bait in there for me, getting me into fishing and getting me where I'm at that I don't throw anymore. I bet I don't even have a pack of them anymore, which is embarrassing to say, but a zoom green pumpkin fat Albert grub. Oh gosh. That's a, a good tail. one too. The double tail money, just the to, double, the twin tail, the, the, the yeah, the twin. Tail, oh, the twin okay. Tail. Now, I thought you meant all sink because I'm all single. What's, no, no, what's it called? Uh, um, fat upper twin tail. Group. Yeah, the fat upper twin fat, tail. Yeah. Um, Great jig trailer. That's literally, that's the jig trailer I used forever. Okay. Like, I so I you're you're th- you're talking jig trailer. Yes. Okay. You're not ever just throwing it by itself on a jig head yeah. or anything like that. I got just you. A, yeah, just as a jig trailer. Uh, green pumpkin. We only throw a brown jig, so it just matches it up with the jig. That's right. Um, let me think. Um, I, I, honestly, so in my fishing career, I got into the Cinco late. I, I, it wasn't as influential early for me. It was only been influential in the, the last five years. Maybe I've probably been fishing for 12-ish years, 13 years. So... Fishing like hardcore fishing. Uh, so Cinco for me was in the last five, probably the first six or seven. I'm not going to listen to there. I'm probably going to say the, definitely the old monster. Uh, uh, plum was our color, like 100% our color. And black was our color. 
and it was a bait that you can. So we fished Gunnersville all the time. Where I learned how to fish is at Gunnersville. So night fishing, it was like the best thing you can do night fishing. And then obviously in the daytime, back when Gunnersville had a ton of hydrilla, which no, rest in, that bite. Rest in peace. To R.I.P. That. Yeah. Uh, but that was like the most the, the best way to get a bite if you've got hydrilla is that big worm. Um, and I always thought that the con. I always and I don't know this. I never I never was told this, but my thought on that worm is plum or anything bright like that I liked. But Plum was my favorite because it contrasted so well. I guess remember that gin clear. Uh, Hydrilla, Hydrilla water. Hydrilla water. Truly and just clear. It just contrasts so good coming through the grass. It's a bright red worm. And it's like, Probably looked like a bluegill to him. A little some bit. people say the fish are well, – I just think it's amazing. I just think it's a fish catcher. So that's definitely in my top five. Uh, for me, probably influential and in getting me into fishing, I'm going to say that's in the top three. The fat out, the fat out with the twin tail is probably number two. Uh, okay, so we've got the big bite baits. We got the fat Albert twin tail. We got the big worm. We got. Um, I'm thinking on this. You this said mag finesse. So you got this is your number one. Mag finesse. Okay, mag finesse. Right. So Here this, you, is, this is your number one. one. God. It's hard, dude. This is. I'm having it's fun great. with this because it's hard. It's very hard. Um, so again, this is this is everyone's gonna have a different list, um, dude. I'm leaving out some <laughs> good stuff. Dude. I know, man. Because because now I'm thinking about number one, and I'm like, I don't know. If this is <laughs> so okay. I'm just gonna say the bait that I've caught probably the most fish in the last three, four, five years. Oh, I know, what, I know what this is. It is is gonna be a mag trick worm zoom mag. See, trick I didn't, didn't even make my list, and it should have. But it's hard. Uh, and. and Mag if trick worm. If, if I was writing a list down on pen and paper, I probably I would have maybe had different because you could substitute some things. You can yeah. substitute the mag trick worm. So I don't know if I would have had that exactly, but I just caught so many fish on that bait. It's it's the same. I mean, obviously you know, but for the viewers, if you haven't thrown a mag trick worm out deep, it's a great ledge fishing bait. It's it's one of the best ledge fishing baits because on a stand up head, on a big stand up head, six cents one makes a really good one. Buckeye makes a really good one. Um, throw it on a half ounce or a three quarter. You can feel every single thing on the bottom. Fine. You don't, you don't hang them up too crazy much. You, you'll break some of them off. But the thing about that worm is, when they bite it, it's one of those baits. My papa used to always say, "You're setting the hook too early. You're setting the hook too early. Let him have it because you, yeah. you, when you get bite on that worm, he will swim all the way to the thing <laughs> and all the way back to your house." Really? Before- He'll so, go. So, he'll go through your damn refrigerator for his. Yeah. Out. So, so y'all just hang on just a second before you set the hook. <laughs> for real? Because he's insane, man. Yeah. So uh, I, I am gonna have. I, I think that's. I'm thinking I, as I'm talking. I'm thinking about. Did I speak? Uh, it's hard. I'll, it's hard. Be glad you don't have a podcast. Gonna, because because in your top ten, you didn't have a Z crawl, and I know Z crawl's been introduced I, very soon. And but, and I've dude, caught a lot of fish on it. I know. I but made the cut like, on it at the Kentucky Lake a few years ago, Carolina rigging it. I think you can, I, but it's like you put the speed crawl instead of a, and I think speed crawl deserves to be in there before the Z crawl does. Yeah, for sure. Uh, as far as OG and like a lot of fish. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, cool story about Z crawl too. I was with Gerald when he built the Z crawl. I think it's a cool story. We were at Zoom and he was cutting up baits and, and melting them back together with a lighter. When Gerald designed the Z crawl at Zoom, it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Oh, and literally, they got it dead right almost the first try. It was the coolest thing ever. But they're, they're a cool was, company, a lot of great people. And uh, you know, Gerald calls it the Z crawl. So, 
crawl with a hard L. With a hard L on the end. All right, dude, this All right, is hard. Guys, I think, I think that's, I that's think it. That's, that's going to get your juice. That's going to get your I juice. Uh, I'm yeah, going to do a jig I'm trailer fun. list next. And that twin tail. Oh, I'm going to do jig trailer. There's so many great baits in a list. Oh, I know. Well, you need to we need you need to do like the next couple LBLs when all this craziness is going on. You need to do the top tens with me, like every Sunday night. We need to do a top ten, be fun. And like I want to do, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll talk about it during the week, but like because it's hard, dude. Like just going down like a few hours before I recorded and going, okay, grab this, grab that, and then you're like, and then when you go to rank them, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> like the hard baits was so I was so complete. Like Jody White texts me today from FLW and goes, what? No wiggle wart? Like he was offended, and I'm like. Well, really not for me. Like I don't catch a lot of fish on it. It's a great yeah. bait, great bait. The store, uh, yeah. the Spro Rock Crawler, great bait. The uh, yeah. the Six Sense, the the Curb, great bait. It's not my deal. It's not I, my deal. I will say what I will say. One thing that I'm super excited about. This is not a shameless plug, as it did on us, but uh, Philip Jones now designing baits for Six Sense. Some of the plastics that Six Sense came out with in the beginning was designed by a couple like a, a group of people but now Philip has got his brains in at six cents i'm excited he's got some sweet things coming oh, he has a fluke coming he showed me his fluke the other day that it's done but it's just got he's got to make the tail a little bit thicker on it but he's got a good fluke it reminds me a lot of the zoom um he's got there's a big there's a big big worm you saw i that. saw that one that one's gonna be a catch i was good i was just fixing to say something that one's there's a weird big worm too. That's it's, it's, it's you have it. I yeah, have it, I, I threw it on a better the other day. I threw it on a better the other day just cool. to. See. It, it looks good it, in the water. It, is, it looks. It does not look good in the pack when you're holding it in your hand. You think this is weird, but it's gonna be a catcher. Water, it's gonna be a catcher. It's true. It's, it's gonna be a catcher. You know how I think it'll be a catcher? Throw it on like one of those big magnet heads that they're making now. Oh, like yeah. on a ledge, yeah. like that tail yeah. that thing's got. We'll show y'all soon. We'll get permission to show y'all these soon, hopefully. But six cents. I don't even know if we can say that. Did we just get fired? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, if we just got fired from six cents, go use the code uh, LDDUNK10, but also go get you 25% off on all plastics and send me and Darian some because we're going to need them. Yeah. (laughs) All right, D. Y'all be safe tonight. Thanks, buddy. It's good good seeing you. All right. Darian is fishing. Is out. I'm trying to hit stop record. Finalizing your call recording right there. And we got it right there. Darian is fishing. I don't know where it's at. I don't know where my video's at. All right, guys. I really appreciate it. Very much so. Um, that was fun. I hope y'all enjoyed that. This is all just kind of um, shooting from the hip right now, you know. That's what we're doing. It is what it is. Uh, not a lot going on in the pro fishing world. And I'm trying to come up with ways to uh, keep myself entertained, keep y'all entertained. I hope y'all enjoyed these lists. That was a lot of fun. And telling stories and bringing back memories. Y'all be sure to comment below your favorite plastics and uh, and tell me what top 10 list you want to have. Um, I would love, I love that idea of getting Darian on here with me. But y'all have a great week. Stay safe. Be smart. Wash your hands. Hug your mama. Always hug your mama. Going to take you out with some Biloxi Blues. And on that note, my song, Biloxi Blues, going to post a video Shannon Wheeler and I did uh, last night. Um, I sent him a clip of me playing Biloxi Blues acoustic, and he laid down some fiddle on it. 
Dude Let's Fish. Y'all go sub to Dude Let's Fish. And uh, and I'm going to post it up this week for y'all to enjoy. It's just fun. We're just playing around. We're going to start doing that with a few songs. But going to take y'all out with some Biloxi Blues. And I hope everybody has an awesome week. And uh, hopefully we can get some time to uh, do a live with y'all this week. Okay? Thank y'all for everything. Low budget live. Thank y'all. Never could make it last. Spanish moss, a Civil War ghost. Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter, east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows. I'm leaving those burdens at rest. This highway, it does not know my name. And I don't care, no, I don't care. tires and a spare Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep-sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6'8 Western. Oh, I'm old there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.